And welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Uh, thank you for taking some time during this busy time of the year to spend a few minutes with me. I have just a few things to talk about as far as uh, housekeeping. Number one, we have a couple of programs running in January. We have our very successful Fit in 42 program. That is a six-week program where we transfer transform I transfer transform your life and then we've got a 30-day program coming up which we are calling the midwinter meltdown take off a few of those holiday pounds and get you ready for the spring so you can look for the information on that at our website which is yesfitnessct.com or Facebook message us or give us a ring at 860-673-4293 for more information on either of those programs just a reminder that we are closed tomorrow, Christmas Day, but we will be open the 26th for all our normally scheduled sessions. And we'll start to talk about our New Year's schedule. New Year's Eve will be closing on at noon on New Year's Eve. We are closed New Year's Day. We will be open on January 2nd and going forward with all our normally scheduled classes. So that's our housekeeping. So today I want to talk a little bit about longevity specifically, some specific things that affect your longevity and someone else's longevity. So genetics is, is the first thing that comes to people's minds when we talk about longevity. The way we age depends on a mixture of intrinsic and extrinsic forces. Extrinsic for factors such as health. Established that only about 20% of how long the average person lives within certain biological limits is dictated by our genes. The other 80% is dictated by our lifestyle. 80% is dictated by our lifestyle. Research at the National Center for Biotechnology Information also found that as little as 20% of genetics controls our lifespan. The bottom line is, genetics is not the prevailing factor in affecting longevity. Lifestyle is. There's things that you can do to help your chances to live a longer, healthier life. So today I'm going to talk about two extrinsic factors. First, social isolation. The amount of people you come in contact, interact with each day is your social patterns. And being isolated from that, people can affect your longevity and relationships. So how are your relationships affecting longevity? Those are two things we're going to talk about. So Julianne Holt-Lontad is a professor of psychology at Brigham Young University. Through her research, she determined after a series of studies of tens of thousands of middle-aged people that social integration has the greatest effect on longevity with close relationships a very, very close second. So social integration and relationships. She looked at every aspect of their life, their marital status, do they smoke or drink, the diet, do they exercise, and she determined that social integration was most important. But what is social integration? Social integration isn't defined as just those close relations you have with families and friends. It means all the people that you come interact with in your day. It includes the people you come interact with, like the mailman, uh, the person you get your coffee from, uh, people in line at the grocery store, do you participate in book clubs? Those are all your people in what we call social integration. Those interactions 
are the strongest predictors of how long you will live. Yes, social integration. So <clears throat> we're going to explore the number one factor a little bit more, okay? Social isolation is a public health risk. It's one of the biggest public health risks of our time. <clears throat> Julianne states that one-third of the population says they have two or fewer people they can lean on. One-third of the population thinks they only have one, two or fewer people they can lean on. <clears throat> a meta-analysis published in the British Medical Journals concluded that the poor relationships were associated with 29% increase in the risk of coronary heart disease and a 32% increase for a risk of stroke. As you can see, social isolation, relationships have a huge effect on your health. Loneliness, loneliness is deadlier than obesity and it should be considered a major health hazard right now in our country. Research in the United States looked at 218 studies into the health effects of social isolation and loneliness involving 4 million people. They discovered that lonely people had a 50% increase of early death compared to those who had good social connections. In contrast, obesity raises the chance of dying before age 70 by around 30%. Isolation, 50. Obesity, 30. So Julianne Holt-Luntag states that people should be preparing for retirement socially as well as financially because for many people, the workplace is the biggest source of companionships. So you need to be prepared for this when you do determine that you're going to retire. Loneliness <clears throat> is literally killing us in the United States. Not only is loneliness dreadful, it's a serious health concern. Studies have linked social isolation to immune system issues, terrible sleep, poor blood pressure. Scientists at the American Psychological Association conducted two meta-analyses examining previous research on the possible links between loneliness and health. In the first meta-analysis, they looked at 148 different studies and they found that more social connection is associated with a 50% reduction in the risk of death. 50%. The second meta-analysis examined 70, funny, 70 studies pardon me, and found three factors. Social isolation, feelings of loneliness, and living alone were all associated with higher risk for premature death. This is a huge problem. You've got to consider that this loneliness is rampant in the United States. For instance, in a 2010 survey, a little while ago, 2010 survey of more than 3,000 adults aged 45 and older concluded that about 35% of people polled were lonely. Since 1980, the percentage of people who reported being lonely has doubled to 40%. A third meta-analysis of 70 peer-reviewed journalists estimated that loneliness is as risky as one's health, is as risky to one's health is smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness is as risky as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. That is scary. So social integration and loneliness. There's a little difference between 
social integration loneliness. Social isolation denotes few social connections or interaction, whereas loneliness involves the subject's perception of isolation. The discrepancy between one's desired and actual level of social connection. People being socially isolated but not feel lonely. They can simply prefer a more hermetic lifestyle, more hermetic existence. Likewise, people can feel lonely even though they're surrounded by lots of people, especially if the relationships are not emotionally rewarding. There's a correlation between loneliness and social interaction, but not in everybody. It may be simplistic to suggest to people who are lonely that they should just go out and try to interact with others. Loneliness continues to help possibly affect our health, so it may lead to Alzheimer's. There are recent studies suggesting loneliness may be a preclinical sign of Alzheimer's disease. Data from Harvard Aging Brain Study, 79 cognitive normal adults living in a community showed a link between loneliness and the amount of amyloid in their brains. So amyloid is an accumulation. Amyloid accumulation is considered a main pathological sign of Alzheimer's disease. And when we sleep, when we get sufficient sleep, amyloid is reduced and leaves the brain. That's why one of the things why sleep is so important. So when loneliness can lead to depression, the strong evidence related greater depressive symptoms to increase progressions from normal cognitive to mild cognitive impairment and from mild cognitive impairment to dementia. Researchers suggest that loneliness as well as a low grade and serious depression may have similar pathological effects on the brain. So we can just see with this social isolation, loneliness, depression, it can all lead to an early death. So why am I talking about such a heavy topic on such a joyous and celebrating time of year? Such a joyful day. People celebrating, families getting together. So for many of us, this is a time of joy and celebration. A time of social time, socialization with our workmates, our old friends, family, get together with people I haven't seen in a long time, we laugh, we reminisce. But for many of people out there, it's a time of loneliness, isolation, and depression. You can just see from what I told you how it affects how long we live, how it might be affecting how long they live. So what I want you to do at this time of year, and don't do it at this time of year, make it a point going into 2020 to think about someone who you know might need your friendship. Something's going to need your help. Reach out to that person. Make a phone call. Send them a note. Get together for a cup of coffee. Anything. Just reach out to them. Help them. Help their health. It'll help your health as well. If it's a family member, bury the hatchet. If you have a beef with someone, bury the hatchet. Especially if it's a family member. There's nothing more important than family. You just saw that one I just told you with these numbers. Whatever issue or problem that you have, bury it. It's important for how long they live, and it's important for how long you live. Nothing can be more important than your family and the relationship with that. It will affect how long you live as, as well, too. So reach out. Think about some people 
Start with one person. Take some time to visit them, call them, send them a note. It'll make both of you live a little bit longer. So I want to thank everybody for coming on board today. And happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever your holiday might be. Hope you enjoy it. Have safe travels. And look for more information from us next week on the Yes Longevity Podcast, where we help you get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.